points I want to make this morning. I, I believe my job today, they might think, you might think it's to twist your arm. I'd rather twist your heart a little bit. <laughs> well, it was funnier when I thought it, but <laughs> we do have something important to do and it's something important to share. And there's one other thing. I was thinking back to last year, Bill, and, and I'm thankful you didn't say we want Russ to retire again. I just, you know... It is a great day. It's beautiful, hard to look outside, see the sun shining, and think that there are bad things going on. But there are always difficult things that happen in our societies, in the world around about us. We can find plenty of negative things, but there are a lot of good things to look at and to think about today. There is one other thing that struck my mind, and it's one of the songs there said, and I hate to sound political, but I'm sorry, but it just got me me tickled and when it talked about the Lord coming and the trump shall sound it just couldn't I couldn't get over it and if that didn't strike you I'm sorry (laughs) just anyway okay enough said about that I appreciate Bill and the work he he does in this and presenting that and I know sometimes finances like this can be somewhat boring or tedious to us and if you you're not invested in mind and heart in it maybe it doesn't strike you much but this is something this is us and this is what it's about and the financial workings of this congregation the physical atmosphere in which we live and work the buildings and the the evangelism and all of that is tied into our determination, and even into our our finances as we think about it. And so let me offer just a few words in conclusion this morning in regard to this. And I draw from 1 Peter chapter 4, where he uses the phrase, as good stewards. 1 Peter 4 and verse 10, I think is a great verse where it says there, as each one, speaking of people just like you and me, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. That is an important verse. As God has given to you, put it to good use and to the benefit of others and to the working of God. The point is simply this. We are supposed to be good stewards. And I know the word steward is not one we use on a regular basis. We don't go around throwing that into conversation. Is that I'm being a good steward of the hours today. I'm being a good steward of the things I've got. It's not a word that's common. We just say we handle it well. We're dealing with it well. We're budgeting well and so forth. But that's what it's about. It's not a word we use frequently. But what it was at the time and its common use and what it means to us is that of being managers of what we can control and what is under our use. You probably know of, and I know we've used some of his materials in, in, a, in a structured class here in, uh, recently. Dave Ramsey is a well-known financial advisor, well-known financial advisor. And one of the common statements that he makes is one I really like. Give each dollar a name. I can't say that I've done it well. Maybe none of us do as well as we should. But give each dollar a name. When you're putting it down, when you're using what you've got, you've got to understand where it goes, what it's doing, and how we are using it. And that's what it means to be a good steward. That may be one of the greatest applications or definition aspects 
of what stewardship really is, is being able to understand what you've got and how it is being used down to the minutest detail of it. And so if we tie into what, what Peter has to say for us and reminds us and teaches us here is that each one of us, each one of you has received a gift. Just the gift of life, the things that are about us, the sun shining each day, but even more than that, we have the gift. We've been reminded of the gift of Jesus and the promise of life eternal as we have observed the Lord's Supper and Kyle so reminded us here this morning. And what we need to keep in mind, though, that a gift is simply something that you have in your life that is to be put to use, recognizable use in your life. And I know sometimes when we look at the Bible and we talk about gifts, especially when we are talking in the New Testament, we often think about those miraculous spiritual gifts. And there were miraculous gifts. Jesus, of course, displayed more than anyone else. The apostles used them as they went out and uh, even before Jesus' death and resurrection, but even so afterward in the work that were done. And we read about some of the things that transpired. We think about, uh, we think about how a Peter raised a Dorcas or a Tabitha. We also think about Peter and John as they uh, go up to the temple in, in Acts chapter 3. As they go up to the temple, we read about those things that were great gifts that they were using early, these miraculous gifts. And, and Paul addresses it, especially in 1 Corinthians 12, when he talks about the various abilities or gifts that were given to men and that they could use in the body, in the church. And some of them we, we don't fully comprehend very well how exactly they worked and how we, they dealt with them. But he gives us some idea that they were used for the benefit. If you've got something, it's used for the benefit of the church in a way. But gifts go beyond that. They go down to individual abilities. As Jesus would tell the story of the man going away and leaving amounts of money according to the abilities of his servants. He recognized their abilities and he expected of them to respond with, according to their abilities. So there were differing individual abilities of amounts and, and opportunities and so forth. And that leads us into there are also individual opportunities that we have. I mentioned Peter and John going up to the temple in Acts chapter 3. Not many of us are going to walk up to the temple and find somebody begging there and, being a, and then be able to give them legs to walk before they we're done. But we don't have that same opportunity that Peter and John had. We don't have the same opportunities that, that uh, uh, Paul had. We don't have the same opportunities that others sitting near us this morning have. We recognize that we are people of individual opportunities and things that come our way that may not come to somebody else's way, and yet some may be common to all. For there are gifts that are common to us. There are gifts that are common to everyone just about, to some degree, whether they're in a large amount or a small amount. And as we've often been reminded, it's not whether you've got much or little, it's how you use what you've got that you have. And that's what Paul was getting at in Romans 12. And he said, whatever you've got, whatever you've got, leadership, ability to teach, whatever it might be, to encourage, to give, do it with your ability. Verses 6, 7, and 8 in that great chapter, Romans 12, great down-to-earth chapter. That's, there are gifts that are common to any of us, things like being able to be kind 
to one another, to communicate, to just talk and, and talk as a Christian and to share positive words and good words and teaching words to others, to be friendly and friendly to one another, encouraging to one another, to share the knowledge that we've gained by study or by experience along the way, or skills that we have learned and can put to use. I've thought about how many things have been done through the years by people in a congregation that have skills that they put to use, whether it's gluing a couple of pieces of pipe together or screwing in a light bulb. I still think about some of the early days changing the light bulbs in here, and I think about uh, George King and how George was such a, a common and quiet individual. I think about him on that lift up here, and, and it doesn't look very high when you're sitting here looking at it, but when you're in a, in a lift up here and you're up there by yourself, that's a long ways down. But I think how people put their, their willingness, their abilities to the collective good of the congregation, and those are gifts. And we say each of you has received a gift. Let's don't disparage because we don't have somebody else's ability or somebody else's gift. The point is to look at what has been put within your opportunity, put within your skill set, and learn how to use it for the good of the kingdom. Some of you are great talkers. I got to tell you, was that ugly? Was that unkind? Some of you are great talkers. You can get on the telephone and talk for an hour and a half and never say the same thing twice. <laughs> I'm joking just a little bit, being a little bit, not completely facetious, but you've got a good gift. It's a good gift. And, uh, and some shouldn't point at their mates in that. But anyway, well, uh, we, we understand we've got abilities and, and, and opportunities, and we can put them to good use. And that's what Peter has to say here. And this is the point. He says, minister it. Minister it. Minister it to one another. He, he makes it a verb form of the word minister. Minister it. Make it serve. That's what the word minister means. Serve. I remember outside of the church building one day I was reading and there was my father's name and next to it it said minister. And I didn't have a clue what the word minister meant. I was just a little kid. I was only 22. I didn't know what the word minister meant. And I said, what's that word? He said, minister. That doesn't mean a small stir, by the way. A minister. He said, that comes from the old and that means a servant. And then he let that soak in. He said, that's, we often call preachers that because they serve a congregation. Elders are ministers. Deacons are ministers. Bible class teachers are ministers. Every single one of us who does something with what we have is a minister. We serve in some capacity. And what we're talking about is use it for good things. Peter says, as good stewards, use it for one another in that regard. Use it to serve. Benefit comes from you and to, to you and from you when you look at a gift that you've got when you share it with others. And we want to use it for God's glory. We use it for His glory. He mentions there the manifold grace of God. We're doing it to God's glory. And I can't get away from that verse. We never should get far from that verse. Let your light, your abilities, let your light shine before all men that they might see your good works, the things that you do, the abilities that you have. And then glorify God because of it. Use it to God's honor and glory. And while we may look at an array, and when we might say there are many, and there's so much there, 
Sometimes we need to focus on the individual gift. Put our effort and our attention onto that. And today we have a focus on primarily our financial opportunities and that part of our stewardship. And as Bill has shown us, we have opportunities. Opportunities right here at home among us. Things that we haven't even begun to think or explore that will maybe become more apparent to us. But we have opportunities that are right here locally. And we have those that spread far from home, reaching out to India, to different states around the country, and into far corners of the world ultimately. We have opportunities, and that's where we need to minister our gift. And let me, let me just draw it here as we try to wrap it up. We should never hesitate or get far from the idea of understanding that financial giving, that our financial giving, that's reaching into our pocket, reaching into our bank accounts, pulling that money, taking from what we receive and the works and the good that we do. Financial giving is an easily recognizable and justifiable and right statement of your love for God for Christ, and for his church. Financial giving is a statement of your love for the church, the Savior, and our God. So here's my final statement, almost. My final statement is this. That's our call. Such is our call. So here it is. Tie it under the the first and great commandment, love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with your money. That's not what the scripture says, but isn't that an implication of it? Love God and show it. Appreciate what we're talking about today. It's valuable. Maybe at times I've been very uncomfortable trying to talk to people about finances and stewardship in that regard but we shouldn't be because I think it comes back to this and we question ourselves how much do we love God today's been a little bit different in our worship this morning songs have been good appreciate Jim leading our singing we've had wonderful prayers we observed the Lord's Supper appreciate Kyle's good words and reminding us how blessed we are to not only have the sacrifice of Jesus, but that great promise and the fulfillment of it coming our way. And what a blessing it is to be able to be here and to be a child of God and remember the greatness of that gift. Maybe there's someone this morning who's considered the need to, and the opportunity is yours, to become a child of God, to accept the invitation of the Savior, to know what a precious gift this is, and to make your life His. If you need to obey the gospel this morning to be baptized into Christ, let us help you with that and assist you this very hour. If there are other needs you have, we'll gladly help you with that as well. This is an opportunity to remind ourselves and offer this invitation. And if you need to come, won't you do so while we stand and sing together?